Welcome everybody to the Train of Thought podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about episode three of Survivor Season 40, Winners at War. And there's a couple of big points that we want to get to because we want to make sure that we cover the things that we really want to as opposed to just going through chronological order the entire episode. There's some very, very big points in this episode that we wanted to cover. And the first one happened to be in the beginning of the episode. And this was kind of set up by the preview from last week. Big plans were supposedly going to be made in this episode. I don't know if you would necessarily call getting Ethan out a big plan or, or a big move, I guess. Um, but it seemed like in the beginning, it was gonna the targets were going to be Rob, Parvati, and Sandra. And for a little bit, it did seem like that was what happened. But I think some of these players are finally starting to wake up a little bit to realize, hey, we can't just do the easy vote every single time. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Michelle was a leader of the pack this episode, which was weird to me just because she's one of the ones that I didn't even remember. Um, but I mean, I think she Her played... and Jeremy are always together, by the way. I don't think there's been one scene in which it's just been Michelle or just been Michelle and Adam. Michelle and Jeremy are next to each other, like in every single scene. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm telling you, like those two orchestrating things was the last thing I expected. Well, I mean, the main orchestrator from the very, very beginning was, was Adam. And this yeah. was like... So we have conflicting opinions on Adam this episode. I thought he was spiraling. And I thought he was acting like that creepy person you don't want to be left in a room alone with. Like, he was just very amped up all the time. And to the point where you're like, he gave me the heebie-jeebies. I thought he had a really good plan. And I think he just, he went a little bit too hard in the paint. He tried to do too much. He absolutely could have gotten that group of people to get out Parvati or Ethan, whichever that one they wanted to do. The problem was he went about it saying, this is what we're going to do. And he ended up betraying people's trust to further his own agenda by telling Rob that that was what they were going to do. And Ethan. Right, no, in the very beginning of the episode. Nobody knew that he told Ethan, but he literally told everybody on the tribe except for Parvati to vote out Parvati. Right. The odds don't play in your favor in that way. So I actually thought Adam had a really good plan from start to finish because I think he woke up and he realized... This was the episode, or this was the episode. The first couple episodes, he was kind of laying low, and then this was the episode that he was going to step up, and he was going to realize, hey, guys, like we actually need to make a big move. He's had conversations about it, but he never really made it known to people, and in this case, a lot of people, that he wanted to make a move until now. And I think that it was absolutely the right thing to do if he'd done it correctly. I think he very easily could have gotten Parvati or Ethan out in this episode. He could have gotten the numbers to do it. They had the numbers from the beginning. And it's and it makes complete sense. I don't think he needed to do anything crazy to convince people, hey, we need to get one of these threats out. The problem was he tried to do... If this was a regular Survivor season, what he did would have probably worked because people were just not as good. But you can't play both sides with Rob and Parvati, or with Rob and Ethan. You just can't do that. So if, if he had just stopped short and said, guys, this is what we're going to do, or this is what I would like to do, it would have worked out a lot more in his favor. Because I think by the end of the episode, he's very much on the outs of a group that he very easily could have just led to the obvious choice. Yeah, I mean, to put it in a quick sentence, he didn't need to do anything crazy, and yet he still decided to do something crazy. And in because of that, he did not get his way. Right, he did a and little too much. And his face at the end just cracked me up. He was, I think, voting out somebody that he didn't know was the best blindside at this point in the game. Like, to have. Mm -hmm. Instead of, like, taking out Parvati, who is a it's a good contribution to the team, blindsiding somebody strategically like that to where they're still in the game, but they know they're on the outs, 
I think that was a good choice. Like in the first couple episodes, he was essentially playing dumb. He was trying to play under the radar. He was like he couldn't get his his um, staff. What am I trying to think of? His torch, torch. <laughs> his torch into the the whole tribal council. And then all of a sudden the switch flipped. And in this episode, he straight up went at Rob with the most confidence I've ever seen in my entire life. He went up to him and he was like, hey, what do you want to do tonight? Because they had like a bit of a working relationship. It's not like they'd never spoken. Yeah. They like they had had a bit of a relationship in the first couple episodes. And they're like, okay, we got to vote somebody out. What are you thinking about? And Rob starts naming names and Ethan's like, or not Ethan. And uh, Adam's like, no, no, I'm good. No, not him, not him, not her, not her. Just with complete confidence to a guy that has been in control of, 70% of every day that he's played on Survivor and just came out and was like, no, no, no. And Rob eventually gets to the point of like, okay, I see what you're trying to do. And Rob kind of makes him feel like, okay, I'm down because it's going to protect me. He even makes a statement. He said, okay, if I go along with you and I do this poverty plan, which was Adam's original plan, he said, am I protected? Which like gives the idea that this was the first real sense of like panic and concern from Rob in the entire, I think he was legitimately concerned when Adam approached him. So yeah, I think the opposite. I think as much as you like to think that Adam was like being confident, Rob knew that Adam came to him because he already had a name in mind. Because notice that the first people he listed were everybody that he knew Adam was close with. And then after he got through that, he was like, okay, then who are you thinking? And Adam foolishly goes, Parvati. Like, I, like, I just... I, I think Rob played him. I don't think Adam successfully played Rob in any sense. Well, he didn't. There's nothing to play because Adam went into the conversation knowing he was going to tell Rob. It's not like Rob got information out of Adam. Adam went into that saying, I'm going to tell him. He said that in his confessional. He was like, I'm going to try and play both sides. I'm going to give certain people the certain information that is true to try and get them on my side and essentially flip Rob to his side. And I think he went in that conversation honestly believing he was going to do it. I'm not saying he played it well. I'm admitting that like trying to bring in Rob was a stupid idea, but I'm just saying I respect the confidence that he went in with saying like Rob's going to believe me and Rob's going to actually go along with this plan to get out Parvati because he's so afraid that if it's not Parv, it's going to be him. And I do think for a, for a little bit when he was having that conversation with Rob, Rob was a little bit concerned because then he went to other people. How many times have we seen Rob go to somebody else in this season? Once? Twice? I don't think Rob was concerned for himself. I think he said, wow. Right. No, no, no. He had legiti legitimate stupid. concern that something was going to go against what he wanted to do. No, right. no, no. I think he said, wow, this guy's dumb coming to me wanting to vote out my greatest ally. I'll just get him out. Like, because he's just dumb. Like, why should he be on this show? Like, I think that, I don't think it was like, oh no, don't vote me out. I'm so scared. It was... Wow, like you suck at this game. You failed the test. I think Time there was some go. concern. He went to people. There weren't he wasn't sitting in his office by the 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 little ring toss game waiting on people to show up to him. He went out and he sought out numbers. He sought out people because he felt like he needed to get in place. If I was place. Rob, I'd want to get voted out so I could hang out with my wife. I th I think he wants to win the game more than when he wants to hang out with his wife on an island with no food. So do you agree with the vote? I agree with the execution of the vote. Okay. I feel bad for Ethan because I really like Ethan. But I think, like I said before, blindsiding somebody strategically without getting them out. Like I weakening think, them, essentially. Yes, strategically. weakening them, weakening their authority, making them spiral. Because we see in the preview for next week's episode, Adam's got to go. He's just too much. He's established point. himself as a wild card. Yeah. And completely misplayed 
like again, like the going back to the to the first point, I'm not disagreeing that he completely misplayed the way that he ended up getting. Or he didn't end up getting at anybody, but the way that he started that conversation, he misplayed telling Robin Ethan. But I do think the whole big move thing was correct as a concept. But the 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 thing that is a little bit weird though is this this three this Parvati Ethan Rob three felt like it was bigger than three because. If it was truly three against, what is five, right? They had five other people on the outside of that. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't matter. Like, they should just say, okay, we're going to pick one of them. But it felt like they had to, like, work around that three more. I don't know. It was it was such a weird situation because if you're looking at those three in a line, I would want to get out Rob. But they still are just so, like, I, I can't. I can't go there. I can't make that move. Even though we very clearly have every single number we possibly need. And you've honestly probably put... Parvati and Rob in a situation where they're slightly more dangerous as a two because if it's seven, they only need to bring in two more people and then they can flip things back the other way. Whereas you could have originally just said, okay, this is like, I don't know where else they would have had a better chance to get out one of those three than when they have five and they only have three and they can just say pick one. So in terms of agreeing or disagreeing with the vote, I just don't understand why it wasn't Robert Parv. I don't under and the only reason it would be Ethan is to go against what Adam wanted and to make Adam feel and like I he's think, not in control. And that's why it was. And you think that's more beneficial than getting Rob off the good, island. I just thought it was a good move. Next up, one thing we wanted to cover was the fact that there is way too many advantages. And we don't even know who has advantages except for the people that get it in the episode. Right. I looked at you when, I don't even remember, uh, Natalie gave Sarah the opportunity to go get a steal a vote. And I looked at you and I said, do you have any idea who has how many advantages in which they are? Because there's, there's, two, there's two beach idols. And then every time someone's gotten voted off, they've given essentially someone an advantage. So there's five or six of them. And I couldn't even tell you anything beyond that. Sandra has one. She has the original, which I'm still and unclear. And Jeremy has one. Right. I don't know what they have, but I know Sandra has one, Jeremy has one, and now Sarah has so one. So if I I could be getting this wrong, but I think there's two beach idols. Yep. One owned by Denise and one owned by Sophie and Kim. Kim, who did not appear in this episode. Yeah, she Never did. Saw she her. caught a fish. Who? That's Danny. Danny is on extinction. Oh, they caught fish on extinction? Oh, I must have missed that. But, did, like, do you remember seeing Kim the entire time? I don't think so, Not no. once. So, Kim did not appear in this episode so in any way. So, I believe Jeremy has the advantage to leave a tribal council yeah, and be safe. To. Right. I don't know what Sandra has. So, Sandra, and I'm unclear on the timeline of how this works because she had a, a limited time idol. Remember, she bought an idol that was only good for, like, a certain number. It was either a certain number of tribals or a certain number of votes. If it's a certain number of votes, then it's kind of expired because I'm pretty sure it was three. So if it's, like, vote people being voted out in general, she can't use it anymore. If it's how many times they go to tribal, then she still has it. But she has a limited time idol, whether it's valid or not. Regardless, we're going through the list of, the, of all the advantages in the show. Sandra has that. Jeremy does have the uh, safety without, safety without power, yep. which I don't think has a time limit on it. I could be wrong, but I don't think it does. Kim and Sophie are sharing an idol. Denise has a full one. Those are both beach idols. And then now Sarah has the steal a vote. Which I didn't remember, but Natalie played perfectly because Sarah played the steal a vote properly in Game Changers. That's the only reason that she would just immediately connect to Sarah and give it to her. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that's... Which, to be fair, it seems like every single... And Sarah even said it. She was like, in a regular season, I probably would have said no. But everybody knows that any advantage could be the difference between winning and not winning. Yep. And so they're all taking them. And so 
that's my, I guess that's my main issue is one, it's a little bit difficult to follow. Like we're sitting here taking notes in every episode and I don't think many people are doing that. And we still don't even know for sure where all the advantages are. And presumably every single time someone gets voted out, there's going to be another, like, that's what it feels like. It's like every week there's another advantage. And I don't think it would have been as big of an issue if they didn't also introduce these idols on the beach. So it's like, there's two different avenues with which advantages are coming in. And unless they all expire at the merge, like there's going to be 15 advantages with seven people left. All I can say is this means the idol nullifier is coming back, and I can't wait. You want to talk about Sarah's stealth mission to go get her advantage? Okay, first off, Sarah asked Tony to help. I, I, like, she literally was like, I feel like I'm going, to, which I got the correlation. I was like, oh yeah, the cop, ha uh. So, but to what extent did Tony actually assist her? Because the only thing that we he saw- He waved a, tor a, a non-lit torch <laughs> in the dark so that they didn't run into anything going to the beach. And then he spit on some charcoal and rubbed it all over her face. So the application of the charcoal with spit in it and his physical saliva, that's what that's the, that's the what Tony was bringing to the table. He also helped her get to the beach. He waved a torch, I saw it. I just, like what was the point of having him be involved? Because she assumed, yeah, I, I'm assuming she told him, hey, I'm going to get an advantage. So, so now he knows that. So we thought when she said, oh, I'm going to involve Tony, we thought he was going to go right. to the other camp. Like physically, go, like yeah. physical backup. Which, which I thought would have been way cooler. Yeah, like they should have just let it apparently, happen. Apparently, I mean, I'm assuming it's against the rules because yeah. there's no way he's going to, like if he's going to spit in a cup of coal for her, I'm pretty, pretty confident he would go to the other beach with her. Yeah. Unless she thought that two people would be too many and it would be more chance that they would get caught. I don't know. It was a very bizarre sequence because I don't understand the benefit of Sarah bringing Tony along unless it's just a TV thing. And they're like, okay, we're going to make this. I also love that she said she rushed out of there and you just she see bolted. her. She bolted out of there and you just see her slowly bear crawling. Yep. Like as slow as she could possibly go. And she was like, I got it. And I bolted out of there. Nope. No, you didn't. Right. You actually were very, very slow. Not a bolt at all. And I can't remember, this has only happened one other time, and it was at Island of the Idols when someone like snuck into camp. And I don't remember who, it was a, it was a girl. I don't remember who it was. Um, they had to steal fire, but they didn't have any fire, so she brought back ash. Right. But it, like this one was played up so much more. So like she was there and it was, you know, trying to make it seem like she was trying to be sneaky. But for Sarah's, like they were cutting to people potentially waking up and looking at her. And I'm sure it wasn't at the exact time that she was there. Like it was just for TV. But like they definitely really wanted you to make you feel like she was going to get caught. And I, I want somebody to get caught. Like I want to know what the well, protocol like what is. what happens? Right. Like do you get escorted back to the beach? Do like... Do you lose your vote? Like, I, like there has to be Do some kind of. Do they come at you like island men with like pitchforks? Right. Like, like what's ready the to what's the you? protocol for when you get caught, or is it just like nobody's ever going to get a caught? A concept. Okay. If you get caught, you have to join that tribe. <laughs> oh, there's no way they're going to do. That. The boat just never comes back together. Yeah, <laughs> it would be awesome. She shows up at the next immunity challenge, and her tribe's like, "What the heck?" And she's like, sorry, guys, I had an op opportunity to get an advantage. I got caught and now I'm theirs. There, there's no way. And if the, So let's just say that happened once. Let's play this out. There's no way this is a real thing. Let's say that happened once. The next time someone got an opportunity to sneak into their camp, there's no way they're doing it unless their entire tribe hates them because they're immediately going to get voted off. Like unless you're that person that happens in every ben. single survivor that like four episodes in, you're just the weirdest person on planet Earth and nobody likes you. That it would make sense. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I don't know what it would be, but there has to be some kind of punishment other than not getting the advantage. Because if, if there's no punishment, she's like, okay, I'm going to grab my advantage. 
Bye. Like, even if she gets caught. Like, there's no point to them knowing she has it because then she'll just use it before yeah. the merge. I don't know. I, but like, <laughs> just a thought. I don't Tony know. Tony is on a hot streak of being in the most ridiculous scenes in every single episode. We had the latter last week. We have the first episode where he's just physically preventing himself from running around like a madman. Mm-hmm. And then this week he's only, literally the only thing that he did in this episode was catch a shark and be terrified it was going to, quote, bite his arm off. It was like a two and a half foot long shark. I don't know how to catch a shark. I've never he caught a shark. He grabbed it by the tail. Like, the fact that he thought it was going to bite his anyway, There was a lot of fishing this episode, by the way. I Every- was, was going to mention that. There's a couple people that are, like, quote unquote, growing into new roles by catching fish. Uh, Danny caught a fish in Extinction, and then Sandra caught a fish, or a shark, excuse me, that Tony eventually grabbed. And But the fact that Tony's been involved in the latter incident, which is, like, probably top 10 survivor moment of all time, then you have... The shark thing, and then you have him spitting in charcoal and rubbing it on Sarah's face. Quick detour, detour about the ladder in the challenge, which we'll cover next because I want to talk about okay. the challenge and the anxiety it gave me. In the challenge, there's a portion where you have to climb a ladder. Tony climbs the ladder, of course. Not because, made out of bamboo. Steel rungs. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a good ladder. <laughs> but then Jeremy also climbs the ladder because he's a firefighter. I just, I mean, it was strategic, but to me, We can go and talk about the challenge. The only thing I want to cover in the challenge was... The fact you physically stood up on the couch and were jumping on the couch because you were so nervous. I was so nervous because Sarah's putting the last piece in and they fall out and she's like running around. Also, it's a 3D puzzle, which still blows my mind. I'm pretty sure that's all they've done is like... They've been very difficult puzzles, excuse me. And so Rob has one more puzzle piece and Sarah just dropped two of them when she was putting the last one in it was the closest i've ever seen a challenge come like it was it gave me it's obviously it's an individual challenge compared to a group one um it gave me vibes of like we talked about in the cast preview one where ben put his u upside down when he would have won like he that he essentially would win if he got the challenge correct or if he'd won the challenge and he put the u upside down on the puzzle like that was the vibe that i got was like they're really about to lose because they pushed their piece out of the puzzle and i i legitimately thought the entire time the way they were framing it that blue right so i was gonna end up coming back um and winning it whether it was in the beginning or in the middle part where rob's missing the thing and then they all get up and then uh they're clearly coming back in the puzzle and i looked at you it was clear that red was kind of like guessing like sophie and who was in the puzzle with sophie sarah sarah were kind of guessing which you have to do right like you got to do trial and error but I, I, it felt like four or five pieces in, Rob put the fifth piece in and he kind of stepped back and was like, he didn't look confused. He looked like he saw the way the puzzle yeah, was supposed he was to like, be. Boom, boom. And I, like, obviously, because they technically moved faster through the puzzle than the other team did, I felt like they had a better grasp on it. Michelle was also really good at the puzzle. She was. She Did she do it with him last time? I don't remember. No, it was it Denise. Was Denise. Last time. And they got her the heck out of the puzzle spot. They said, no, yeah. I'm good. Um, But yeah, that's all I wanted to talk about was the fact that. I have a couple more the on the challenge. End was insane. Um, and I, I was legitimately concerned there for a moment that Rob was going to screw up two challenges in a row because it wasn't just the puzzle, which came along a little slowly in the beginning and then he got it, but the rope thing, which everybody, made, like you said, they make it look easy in all the challenges, but the, him and Ben were both really struggling with what they, they had a name for it. Devil's Knuckles or something. The other, like the other time they, oh, they had a name for what the ball was called. It's like, it looks like a cat toy yeah. where they like throw the thing in. Um, and it looked like he was going to screw that up because that's really when Red got their lead. Um, but then the other point I was going to make is in every single episode, because of time constraints, they've had a double challenge. So like reward immunity, they've only done one challenge in every single episode. Right. Um, and that's because you want to see as much of the people as possible. Like in a normal season, like you're interested in the characters a little bit, but the competition side takes hold a little bit more. But in this season, 
it's a lot to fit into an hour and you've got edge and you want to see all these people and you want to see the challenges. So they've just been doing one, which makes complete sense. But it's such a huge advantage for Red because Sandra sat out of every single challenge when they've been uneven. Yeah. Be- which typically like happens when you have weaker challenge members, but they have to participate in one because they're separate between reward and immunity. She sat out of every single one and there's been no disadvantage. Now, to be fair, that's what they get for winning all the, like, three out of the four joint challenges. But Of course she's going to sit out if it means they win. Right, because there's no shot. Like, and she probably, she admitted it at one point. She was like, yeah, there's no shot of doing the the Ninja Warrior platform thing back at, like can you imagine watching sandra try and do that like yeah. there's just no way so sandra also mentioned this episode that she's retiring after the season yeah sad. i don't believe it anyways um if she i mean what else would she need to come back and prove she's got her money that's true this this is a like i want to prove that i'm actually the best type season mm-hmm. and i don't know what else i can see her this. being but her if she doesn't win and be like i'm not the best and i'm not coming back because that was embarrassing. Someone else was one twice now. Yeah. We really we really crap on Sandra a lot. We probably shouldn't <laughs> yeah. say as much. She's, she's I'm sure she's a wonderful like, person. Yeah, I'm she, sure when she hosts people, it's like she's really gracious. She has like, like the best lemonade she has in the, the spread, block. Yeah, she yeah. has the spread. She's ready to go. Yeah, she has the best charcuterie board at the cookout <laughs> in the cul-de-sac for right. sure. Um, but imagine a $2 million charcuterie board. Yeah, that, that smacks for sure. <laughs> there's, there's like 17 kinds of cheeses. Yeah. Like you, 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 get, you get one of each cheese you in your set. You talk about the cheese ball that you like. Right. She buys that for everybody. You just get a personal yeah, cheese ball. you get a personal. That sounds like a great time. <laughs> anyway, so you mentioned Extinction because they have to put in the episode. Can we talk about the camera angle where Amber's talking and it's just her cheekbone? Did you see that? Did you see like the, it wasn't even a mole, but she, I thought it was a, a bead of sweat, but there's just this huge bump on her chin because there's like, they're like half a foot away from her, from her face with oh. the camera angles. I didn't notice that. I just noticed that she was talking and literally all you see is her cheekbone and ear because I'm pretty the sure. The cameras on extinction are like. I think like what, I think what you said, like it's a tripod and they have to sit in front of it. And I think she just didn't get the right seat. It's, I don't like, it has to be intentional at this point though, because they've had you know, at this point, multiple opportunities to figure out this is how we want to film Extinction on the same island we always use for Extinction. And they, like, so it has to be intentional that they want you to feel like you're that close to them. I don't know. Also, can we talk about the fact that these people can't be like, hey, brush the sand off your face. Every single Extinction interview, there's like half their face is sand. Like, I don't understand. I don't think there's people on Extinction with them. I think they're talking like to survivor, a camera. Like Survivor Man type, like just yeah, setting it up and talking. There's got to be someone there. To like, there's no way they're recording their own confessional on Extinction unless they just really want them to feel like they're alone. Well, I don't know because we see in the preview next week that like everybody on Extinction is dying, and we see it at the rocks. We see. So there has like there has to be someone that they might but be I filming think, their own, but there has to be a so crew member there. I, they they probably get like one to two hours of like interaction, and that's when tree mail comes. Is somebody brings the tree mail with a camera. They do that for however long it takes, and then they leave, and then they're stuck. But there's with still it. somebody there. Like you want to be able to capture other. Mo- like, what if something happens that's really crazy, and you don't have a camera there for it? There's got to be someone there. They're, it's reality TV. They're filming all Man, the time. Man, I feel bad for that person. Right. <laughs> or, or like it's even it makes it even worse Ooh. because they're chilling there in like an air conditioned box with like fresh fruit and all this food, and they're like filming everything, and you're just sitting there in extinction. Like, oh my gosh, my life is this is the worst or thing I've ever experienced. Another concept. Leading up to the season when they have extinction, the cameramen vote somebody out and they have to go to extinction as well. 
It's like, all right. Jeff stands yeah, there. It's like, all right, Tim, you've been kind of a dick, so we're going to go ahead and vote you out to extinction. Nobody likes you. That's your job this season. Yeah, like, exactly. It's it's a concept for sure. But I wanted to talk about the um, the puzzle, if you want to put it that way, on extinction, uh, where they get these... I would say they, riddle. They get, yeah, riddle. They get the tree mail and they go to the tree, ironically, and they figure out that there's this lockbox and everybody else is like, oh my gosh, we got to try all these combinations. It's like a six combination thing. I don't I don't know the math in my head off the top of my head. It's it's nearly impossible to get a six combination thing and just happen to guess upon it. It'd take you forever. Because Danny, Danny at one point said, oh, we tried every number. We well, can't get it to open. There there's was, no physical way you tried every number, Well, Danny. there was nine numbers. There's nine? There's nine on the, on the wheel. six. No, there's nine on the wheel. Oh, nine it's choices. It's one through nine. Right. And then there's six. I think it was six It's a lot. Or it's a big number. It's a gigantic so, number. Yeah. It's a lot. There, I, I remember in high school, they taught us how to calculate this, and I don't remember it, but there's yeah, like exponents. And, yeah, yeah and There's know. like, you go down um, in number. and everything. Yeah. Um. Anyways, it's, you would do. Because it's it's not even it's like. It's nine. The equation is <laughs> nine exclamation point six exclamation the, point yeah oh yeah, 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 yeah. and it'll do nine times six plus nine times five plus nine times four plus nine but i don't even think that's times. right because that is if you have it laid out and you have to let's just say that there's eight uh eight digits that you have to get and that would be if you had one through nine laid out individually or one through eight laid out individually and you had to get it in the correct order it's not that because Every it's nine every single time because it could be nine 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 nine. Yeah, that's why it's nine times six. No, but you're taking out one every time. Mm-mm. You are. No. You're t- you're taking I'm out always... one of the wheels. No. One of, one of the numbers yeah, on the wheel. Yeah, one of the wheels. No, no, no. You're taking out one no, of the numbers. No, I'm always multiplying by nine. There's nine numbers on the wheel, so you always multiply okay. by nine. I don't think that's the exclamation point though. I think the exclamation point goes down. <laughs> yes. So nine times six, nine times five, nine times four, nine times three. So nine exclamation points. The answer. No, the answer is nine times six plus nine times five plus nine times. No, four but like if you were put in the calculator, it's nine exclamation points. Nine exclamation point six because it needs to know what to count down from. Okay, so well six, then five, four, three, pull it, go to Google. Put in nine exclamation point six. Do you have your phone? I have my phone. I have my iPad. I can't remember what it's called. It's fine. It, we I don't have a TI eighty four handy. Sorry. Anyway, we tried to look it up. It didn't happen. Oh, I have one in the closet. We're not getting out the TI eighty four. Okay. We're not or eighty three. Whatever exclamation point. Which, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how we got here. Okay. How many the combination. Danny supposedly tried every possible combination. Well, the point that I was trying to prove was if she legitimately tried every combination, she would have been there for like a day and a half. One, 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 two. Right, one, one, exactly. One, 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 three. And the, but actually, this we're getting into it again. There would be no way for you to know that one of them would be right. You know what I mean? It's not like you spin the wheel and you do one, 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 two, and then you... Pull it, and you're like, oh, two is correct. So you would literally have to go back and, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Danny, there's no way you did every single one. Regardless, what I wanted to actually talk about was the fact that I thought it was really, like, I think the, even though that she's been voted out since the first episode, I think Natalie has been one of the more impressive players in this yeah. season because she had the, like, the wherewithal to not only figure out the shell thing, but then throw one of them in the woods and then break shells on the other. Like, even if the other people figured out, oh, it's the shells, they wouldn't even be able to, so it's, I mean, yeah. there'd be no point to it unless that lockbox is going to be there every single week. Um, but I just, I just was impressed by her ability to recognize the situation and be like, okay, I need to also prevent them from getting this now, correct. Natalie's definitely playing, she's, and she's playing got three her, fire tokens. She's playing her best game. Right. So I was also going to talk about this. The, the fire token thing is getting really weird to me because 
to this point, we've only been shown, okay, you can get an idol for this amount or an advantage for this amount. For the, pe for the people on extinction, you can just say, I want an advantage in the in the comeback challenge or whatever, or you, well, can, get a or you can get a tarp, you can get whatever. But at a certain point, I feel like there has to be a, a higher purpose for these tokens because what all that does is Natalie gets an advantage back to get back in the game for whatever challenge they do, or she gets like a six pack. Like that's the whole point of it. Like that doesn't make any sense. Honestly. I, I'm sure when they merge, it's going to be a big thing. Right, like I feel like at some point like, it has to flip. you can send somebody to spend a night on Extinction. Ex so, or like, let's just say the menu changes at the merge and you can buy a advantage for like five tokens. So there's, it, we get to the merge, there's like 11 people and five of them have one token. And they're like, okay, we're on the bottom right now. We're the five and they have six, but let's pool our tokens and let's get this advantage Can and flip things. That's, but that's what I'm saying is like, there has to be some other purpose to them because if it's just getting a tarp and getting a jar of peanut butter, it's like, what's like, why would I even keep them? Of course, I'm going to buy them, buy an advantage when it's given to me from extinction. Or of course, I'm going to, you know, get something for myself yeah. individually. It just, it would feel very out of place and I'm hoping they have a larger plan. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, I, I don't, but they like, the only thing you see about them is when people buy advantages from Extinction and when people get voted out. So I don't know. It has to. There has to be something more to it's it. It's probably going to be more relevant in the merge. I just I feel like that's when it's going to play a factor. All right, cool. That's it. Was a very packed episode. There was a lot of things we want to talk about, but I felt like beyond the the calculator TI eighty four not being around, uh, I think it was we got everything we wanted to talk about. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.